uh, if you're ready for the word, clap once. Oh, I'm ready to go. I got five weeks. I feel like I'm spiritually constipated, but it's time to go. Here we go. Can you throw up my first scripture? Here we go. John 5, 7 in the NIV, it says, can you read with me? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me. Think about that. Nobody's helping me. I, I'm, I'm out here. Anybody ever been in that place? Nobody's helping me. Ooh, I feel the chill on this already. Say it again. I have no one to help me. Into the pool when the water is stirred. Underline this part. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Now, you've been in church for a minute. My mama got me on 10 this morning, dog. You feel me? My family's in the corner. Something different when they're behind you. I'm going to give you this opportunity. I want you to look at your neighbor because you've been wanting to tell your husband this. You've been wanting to tell your children this. You've been telling your best friend with the stinking breath that's sitting next to you right here. I want you to look them in the face and I want you to say, believe me, I'm trying. Take your seats. Take your seats. Believe me, I'm trying. Believe me, I'm trying. Uh, One of the coolest things about the word of God is that if you read it, it will teach you. So many different times when... I don't know if you guys have like a Bible app that helps you walk through the Bible. There are sometimes gaps, like where it seems like the story just ends. And it's like, so what, what happened to dude? Yes, you, you helped him out, but what happened? And I think the reason why there are, can you say gaps? Yes. I think the reason why there are gaps in the Bible is because I think that God really wants to teach us in the middle of where something began and where it ends. So many different times in our lives, if we're talking about being a part of something greater than ourselves, it has everything to do with what pastor said earlier, where you're like, God, you show me where I'm going, but there's this part called the middle that you, God doesn't, is not a great uh, uh, person when it comes to teaching us about the middle. This is what he tells you. You are in the place that you're in and in in some time you're going to be free. But then I don't know about you. My question is, okay, cool. But like, what about the dash? In, in, like, what, how, how do I get there? Jesus would say things like this. Go to a land I'm showing you. Cool. I got faith, but wh- where? Do I go left, right? And Jesus would just say this thing, say, go. God would walk up to somebody like Mary and say, like, you're going to have a baby. And she's like, I don't know if you know it, but I'm abstinent. I haven't had, I'm like, I'm not out here. And he's just like, it doesn't matter. And it's kind of interesting because it seems like the more that we try to do things, the more God tries to let us know that our trying doesn't make him move. Is it cool that I'm home? Is that all right? Can I teach like I'm at the crib? Is that all right? Okay. In the middle of your try, I think that God really wants us to trust him. So um, is, it, is it cool if we jump into the word? Let's jump into the word. So this year, our word for the year is manifest right? We're taking this word from January and we're carrying this thing into every single sermon series. What manifest basically means is that uh, it's not going to happen by magic. Can you say magic? Uh, The world is lying to you when they say, will it and it will come. That's not how the world works. Your will is a part of it, but there's this thing that's attached to your will. And can somebody scream this four letter curse word called work? Ooh, y'all just cursing the church. But I thought if I prayed that God would bless me. Yes, but God sent the Holy Spirit, which is a helper. But if you got nothing to help, then the Holy Spirit sits idle. Sometimes God is, and sometimes we think that God is not with me and God has forsaken me. God hasn't forsaken you. He just has nothing to help. This is why here at AWC, we believe in this thing called planning. If you want to do something, you should do a couple of things. You should probably write it down. You should probably do some 
research. You should probably go and find somebody in your field. If you're married, you shouldn't walk through it alone. Find somebody else that's been married before and walk with them. Why? Because we understand something. If you've never done it before, you can't trust yourself. If you've never done it before, why would you trust yourself? But everywhere that we look in the Bible, we see people trying to manifest something, but they don't want to do the work. Heal me, O Lord. And God says what? Pick up your bed and walk. But because they are not able to try to do something else, they're frustrated. And I think that's why people in the church can come to a place every single Sunday and come to church, but they're no longer trying. I'm just here, but I'm not trying to learn. Can we just warm it up already? Like, I know I haven't been in the crib for a minute, but I'm home now, right? Like, I can show up. Yes, I showed up. Yes, I brushed my teeth. Yes, I got my kids in the children's church. And then you go home. But I think the Holy Spirit wants to ask you a question. When was the last time that you actually tried? Like you actually put an intentional effort to hear me. You actually put an intentional effort to forgive the person. Well, I tried. Did you really? Well, I sent the text, but your heart posture behind the text was bad breath and halitosis. Like, like maybe if you brushed your spiritual breath, when you talk to people, they would actually hear the love of God rather than your snarl. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm trying right now not to like hoop and holler. But there's something about what God wants to do in this place that I think is going to shatter your try and we're gonna begin to trust, amen? So manifest here in this series is to help you establish a healthy relationship with God through our church. When you decided to walk through those doors, you didn't just show up to come to church. You made a decision to walk into a place that believes some things. And I don't believe that for people that come to this church that you should just come sit in the purple seat and hear a good message and not know what we truly believe. We see it in the news all the time. You give your money to organizations and then what happens? A scandal happens. And because of what they are doing and where their intent is, you'll start to keep your dollars. Oh, you do it all the time. Let some of these people out here that are making burgers tell you that they're actually making them out of kangaroo. Yeah, you know what? Why? Because the trust has been broken. It's impossible for you to get everything out of a church if you never take the time to invest in what they believe. So what do we believe here at Ambassadors Worship? I'm building something. Is that okay? I'm building something. So what do we believe here at AWC? If you want to manifest your healing, you got to understand where you're being healed. If you want your family to get better, you have to understand where you're getting your family healed. If I had cancer, I'm not going to go to the women's clinic because what? It's not their specialty. So what is AWC's specialty of this nation that you want to be a part of? Am I I doing all right? Okay, I got five weeks of rest, so I have to be okay. Here we go. With Jesus as our example, we proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, not the gospel. There is no gospel unless the kingdom. Look at your neighbor and say, if it's not the kingdom, it's trash. That's Pastor Martin, I didn't say it, okay. Of God to the world, not just our city. We don't speak the goodness of the kingdom of God to women or to men. We speak it to the world, regardless of race, creed, regardless of where they come from, regardless of their sexual orientation. I know that made y'all religious people feel some type of way, but the kingdom is not just for people that are saved. The kingdom is for, scream it, the world. And if you don't want to believe that, you're gonna be a little frustrated when you come here. That person smells like alcohol and they're serving. Yeah, we built it that way. Okay, let me. By living a life of wisdom, health, abundance, liberty, and unity, demonstrating the kingdom to all nations. This is the part that we say all the time and it's rote, but I want to make sure you understand what you're saying. 
We declare Ambassadors Worship Center to be a place, to be a community of hope, dominion, and power. But if you do not believe that hope is for every person, you can have an internal war on the inside of yourself while you're sitting in a purple seat. So the word that comes from this pulpit can be for you. But if you see somebody in this room that's of another culture, it can cause frustration on the inside of you. I want to make sure that you understand the AWC is not for Omaha. It's for the world. And the only way that we reach the world is if this place looks like the world. But what does the world look like? The world looks like sick people. Looks like broken people. It looks like divorce. It smells, it's, it smells like sexual orientation that's on this whole par- like this, this paradigm. It smells like people that feel like, they have, like they've given up or that God has given up on them. So if, somebody say if. If you want to be a part of this church, you have to be okay with knowing that we're bringing love, hope, dominion, and power. Somebody scream to everyone. If you're not okay with that, it's going to be frustrating for you. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you out because church people go through these cycles of three to four months. Man, this church isn't doing it for me. We haven't changed the recipe. The burgers have been the same since 1993. The only thing that we added on your burger is that we put pickles on it and we took pickles off of the other. Look at your neighbor and say, the recipe hasn't changed. You just have to make a decision of where you want to eat. We're not fighting for people to eat our food. We're serving the people that come with a reservation. Okay, okay. Some of us have our spiritual detector so high that we can indicate the iron levels in people's blood. Glory, 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 glory. Fornication. Oh, they can't come into the church. Holy, 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 holy. Oh, he's a manipulator. He can't come into the church. Holy, 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 holy. Oh, his sexual orientation's off. He can't come into the church. But isn't it interesting that almost every time that we see in the Word of God that Jesus was in a church, he was chucking chucking chairs. He was cursing people out. He was flipping tables. Like, what is this? Why? Because the kingdom of God is not just for the saved. It's for the people that need saving. So if you want to be a part of AWC and you have a problem with people that are in sin, it might be a little frustrating for you here. Is it okay if I build something? Because this entire room is full of people that were in sin, but they experienced this thing called freedom. And now, because of the freedom that they have, they're spreading this infectious thing called hope to everybody around them. We exist as an organization to pursue and experience, somebody say the kingdom of God. Let's jump right into the word. Are we good to go? Here we go. What did I say? Believe me. I'm, 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 any grandparents in the room? You ever watch your babies? I'm, I'm, girl, come get the, I'm, I'm trying. You hear me? I'm trying. Any of you guys married, we're only a year old, so we don't know. But any of y'all married over 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years? Look at you. That brother said, I'm trying. Don't look at your wife. Look, look, look up here. Here we go. John 5, 1 through 3. It says in the word that sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Jesus is in transition. Jesus hasn't done the Captain D's miracle yet. You know what that is? The two fish and five loaves. Anybody know what Captain D's is? All right. It's better than Long John Silver's, but anyway, it's a southern thing. It's a southern thing. Kind of like how Zaxby's is better than Cane's, but I digress. Yeah. Bojangles. Yeah. Honey butter biscuit sandwich breakfast. Yeah. All right. That's my people. Glory. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Jesus is in transition. 
<laughs> Jesus is going from one place to the next and, and Jesus makes a decision to stop. Somebody say stop. Sometimes we can get so infatuated with pursuing, pursuing our own freedom in Christ that we don't have the peripheral vision to stop and help somebody else that's doing the same thing. Okay. Sometime late, later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the sheep gates a pool. Somebody say a pool. A pool. Which is Aramaic. It's called Bethesda. Bethesda basically means house of mercy. Write that down. House of mercy. Mercy. Say it with me. Be a good class. House of mercy is what God gives us, and you can't. You, we sang it earlier. I, I, uh, what is it? Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending love, this love of God. Oh, it chases me down. I couldn't earn it, but we changed the words and said, "But I, I do deserve it. You deserve God's mercy, but there's nothing that you can do to earn it. So this house is a place of you can get what you need, but you you couldn't do anything to get it." If you go to church and the person that's standing up here tries to make you feel that you have to do the right things to get God's mercy, that's not the gospel. Look at your neighbor say, I deserve it. Okay. There is in Jerusalem near the sheep gate a pool, which is Aramaic, is called Bethesda. Say Bethesda. And which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Underline verse three. It says, here a great number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. Now, let, let, let's break down the word of God. So many different times we read certain things, and I think when we're reading it, we just think it's a sentence, but there's like meaning there. Jesus is on his way to a festival. By this time, we understand that Jesus has started doing like his, his work. Remember, Jesus as a kid is in the temple. Mary comes to him and says, boy, what are you doing? What happens? We don't hear back from Jesus until the man's 30. So even Jesus being God and man understands that in order for me to do what I need to do on earth, there has to be an honor system. So Jesus comes on the scene at 30 and he's making his trek to go to a, a Jewish party. The reason why Jesus would be going to this party is because he probably wants to see how are these people already acting on earth that I'm here to save. Because if some people already understand the message, I don't have to teach you it. You want to know what that looks like? Mom, it's like when your son knows that he's supposed to take out the trash, but you explain to him in graduating detail how to do it. First, you need to take the, the, the trash, you need to open it up, then you need to tie it. Make sure that you tie it tight, because if you don't tie it tight and you put it upside down in the trash can, the juice is going to fall at the bottom, then it's going to stink, then we have to wash out the can. Then when you put it in the can, I want to make sure you take it outside, take the top off, and then put it on the side. And while you're explaining it to me, I'm like, I've done this before, Mom. I don't live in the house anymore, so I'm talking subliminally to you, but I'm talking to Pastor Linnell, okay? But Jesus wants to know, like, I want to see how my people are living. Bethesda is the house of mercy, and there's these things called, somebody say colonnades. So on, the, on their way to this temple, there's this pool. Colonnades is a porch. So I want you to imagine that all of you, raise your hand, somebody scream, raise your hand and say, I am the pool. And then say, this is the porch. So the temple is on the opposite side of the pool, and there are porches around uh, this pool. What we understand is that these porches were people that were sick, people that couldn't do for themselves. What does the word of God say? It says that people that were what? Blind, lame, or paralyzed. The point was that angels would come from heaven, they would touch the water, and they would trouble the water. And when they troubled the water, they gave God in heaven permission to be in the water. And then the water would have like these healing properties. So if you were blind, they'd throw you in and the water would be troubled. And then what would happen? You could see. 
Like if you were lame and you couldn't walk and you had a limp, they would throw you in the water and then what would happen? You could walk. But what would happen is, is that people on their way to walk into the temple brought it upon themselves to help somebody else out. But this pool only worked for some people unless somebody else helped them. Just think about it. If you're blind at this pool, you can do what? You can feel your way. You can hear the water bubbling. And then what do you do? You jump in. If, if, if you can't speak, what can you do? You, you can sign. Use your hands. You can walk in. If you're mute, you can look and see the bubbles. But what do you do when you're paralyzed? You can't move. Like you can't, even if you tried. In some stages of paralysis, you can't even speak. And as other people are getting healed, you're sitting on the porch, helpless. People walking past you, going to temple to pray to a God that is a healer, but won't even take it the time out of their day just to do this. People going and asking God to heal their family, asking God to heal the crippledness in their life but don't have the faith enough to just help you. People that will walk into AWC looking for something that they want from God, and there's another family in the room that doesn't need something from God, but they can get it from God through you. Another family that's asking God, God, help me with my family, and there's another broken family, but your family isn't as broken as they are, and they can learn something from you. The point that I'm trying to help you out with is this. It doesn't matter if you're blind, if you can't see, if you can't hear, if you're crippled. Every person in this faith needs help from other people besides God. That's why we have community. To come into this place and only have a relationship with God, you don't need AWC. You need a double-wide trailer with a nice couch and a flat-screen TV. But if you want to do community, that means that there are going to be people in the room that are doing it at different levels. That means that every marriage in here is not going to be working at the same level. That means that every single family isn't going to be working at the same level. But I want to know in this room, if you're walking past somebody that's crippled, do you have the faith to help them get into a place where they can be healed? That's why we exist, for people to pursue and do what? Experience the kingdom of God. Judaism is based on a person's prosperity. Like, so they would say, based on, your heel, based on your body or how much money you had, that would tell you, that would tell somebody if you knew God or not. Think about it. We have the, we have the conversation of the talents, right? Where one got, one got, and the other one got five, right? And based on how they multiply that we understand if they're blessed or not. The problem with this is, is that people would walk past people that were crippled, blind, or lame, and they would think that God had left them. Because you can't see, God's not with you. Kind of sounds like the New Age church. Oh, you got divorced? That means God doesn't love you. Where does it say that in, where does it say that in the Bible? Oh, your son's out here in the streets drinking and smoking and, and, and out here doing all types of things with his body? Oh, that must mean that God's not with you. Show, show me. Show me in the word. Can we not be religious just for two seconds? Like, show me, show me in the word. So you claim to love God, but you still watch pornography on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Oh, you must not be saved. But wait a minute. I thought that we were all healed by grace, and God knew I was going to mess up when I gave him my life. So you mean to tell me that every once in a while when I go back to my sin that God throws me away? Show me. Show me in the Bible. So these people that are in the colonnades are sitting there. They can't move but they're watching other people get healed and they're watching people walk past them to get healed, but nobody has the faith to ask them, how are you doing? 
as they entered the temple, the Jews, as they would walk to the temple, they would be looking for somebody to help. On their way, they would be looking for something, like on their way to go to, to, to temple. They'd be like, man, okay, is there somebody blind on the way I can help? Is there an old woman? Like, can I give, I got two gold coins in my pocket. Can I give them something? They're looking for somebody to help because a part of the Jewish faith isn't just serving God, it's serving man. Let me take a stop here. We don't come to this place just to serve God. We come to this place, we partner with the organization to do what? To serve you. Because there's something intricately connected to our lives having more life when we serve other people. You want your life to be better? Serve somebody else. You want a better marriage? Serve another couple. You want better children? Serve somebody else's children. You want a better relationship with God? Serve somebody else and tell them your testimony. I'm not sure what happened in the church, but I think that some people were becoming tired of trying. I'm tired of trying. I talked to my friend and he committed suicide. That doesn't mean that you stop trying. Think about it this way. After Jesus died on the, Christ, on the cross, he didn't die, he gave his life. Stop listening to the lie, he was crucified. No, he gave his life. You can't kill me, I'm God Almighty, what do you mean? After he died, it says that Jesus himself went to hell. And what did he do? He preached the kingdom in hell for how many days? Three days. And out of all the people that were there, how many people came back with him? Seven. Put, put, put up seven. Seven. The king himself that came down with the scar in his side and in his hands. I just, just defeated hell in the grave. And still people did not make the decision to come with him. But it didn't, it didn't stop Jesus from trying. If Jesus would not stop trying over you, you know how dirty you are. Raise your hand if you know you. I, I, I know. Don't do that. She's like, I guess I'm not that bad. No, you bad, sis. If you were born underneath the sun, look at your neighbor and say, who's bad? I know how bad I am. And if God wouldn't stop trying on me, then who am I to stop trying with God? Who? How many times has God came back to get you from the mess that you promised him the last time I'm through with? Oh, oh. I don't know what it is about him, God. He's addictive. I know. I knew that when I died for you, but so I'm going to give you another try to let buddy go. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy. And then what happens two weeks later? Hey, Jerome. Whoa. But God didn't throw you away. What he did was he dusted himself off and he pursued you. This thing called the kingdom of God in our mission, it says that we're here to help you pursue the kingdom. That doesn't mean that you're going to get it the first time. So you have to try again. This concept isn't making any sense to me. I don't understand kings and priests, so I'm out of here. No, 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 no. Try again. Oh, my God, Pastor Joshua or Pastor Martin or Pastor Linnell isn't here, so I'm not coming here anymore. Really? One time and you're done? You go to restaurants that mess up your steak. It's supposed to be medium well, bro. This is great. Go back and give me another one. Why? Because you'll give them another try. But somewhere in the past year and a half, people stopped allowing churches to try over and over and over and over again. But look at your neighbor and say, he tried on me. Don't, don't look at the people. Look up to heaven. You try, I know you trying right now. I got some stuff I got set up to do once I'm out this joint. And you still, I got the weed man waiting for me at the door. But you keep trusting me. Can we make it practical? I'm not too saved to let you know that I was drowning in sin before I met God. And occasionally I dip my foot back in the pool of sin every once in a while. But this thing called mercy just keeps, it just keeps coming to get me. 
Look at your neighbor and say, if you knew who I was. That's a sentence in itself. If you knew, if you really knew, if you really knew who I was from 9 p.m. to 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes, I'm your pastor, but I am a man of God. Before I am of God, I am a man. And this thing called flesh, it talked loud. But you're married. That don't mean nothing, does it, Jeremy? No. Your flesh will tell you what to do. But I think the heart on the inside says, will you try him again? Like, will you, will you try again? Like, will you, it seems like Jesus let me down. That's okay. Will you, will you try again? It seems like my marriage is failing. That's cool. But will, will you try again? Like, I picked up the needle. I picked up the bottle. I picked up the joint. Finish smoking it. Finish smoking it. Because when you're done smoking, the same grace, the same grace that was there before you picked up the bottle, is going to be there when there's not a drop left in it. Somebody give God a shout of praise right there. Come on. The same grace that saved me in my mess will come and get me in my mess and make me do something different. And the man at Bethesda that was crippled was watching people praise God in and not even look at him. Glory. Thank you, Father. You're a good healer while somebody can't walk. Write this down. You are no good to AWC if you don't want to help AWC. Write it down. Write it down. You are no good to our organization if you don't want to help our organization. You don't help McDonald's by giving them money to get a burger. You help them when you start a franchise. They don't scale their business based off of burgers being sold. McDonald's scales their business based off of how many McDonald's show up when you say, Siri, show me the nearest McDonald's in a 10 mile radius. <laughs> AWC here at 5417, uh, 5417 North 103rd Street means nothing if AWC isn't at, scream your, your zip code right now, one, two, three. If AWC is not at 681, whatever, this church is off or not. AWC should be in your house. It should be in your car. It should be on your iPad. It should be in your workplace. It should be in the place, even when you're committing sin, God can show up in that place and save both of you. AWC means nothing if it only stays in between these four walls. So I want you to visualize it. There's a man that's laying down, he's crippled, he cannot walk. He's, walk, he's watching people walk into freedom with love, hope, dominion, and power, and nobody wants to share that message with him. I'm building something, so he's building something. Look at this. Don't mistake the nudge for a shove. He can't walk. Look at your neighbor. Say, dude can't walk. No, don't. This is an illustrative sermon. Do it. You're an object. Dude can't walk. Do it. He can't feel this. But if you've never been touched with the love of Christ, a nudge in the right direction can feel like a shove. If you've never had somebody caress you and kiss you on your forehead. If you were never breastfed as a baby, if, if you never had, when you made, when you messed up, you had parents that understood that you're three. Why do we whoop kids at three for things that we understand at 33? They're three. Sometimes we just gotta talk to them. But if all that you know is a closed fist mentality, with somebody throwing haymakers, somebody kicking you in the stomach, somebody using this thing called the word of God to beat you up with. If you come to a church where there's true freedom and people don't aggressively attack you at the front door, you can say that nobody saw you. 
oh, the church doesn't have a parking lot ministry. Everybody, they weren't prepared for me. No, no, the freedom is on the inside of the building. Okay, okay, slow down, Joshua. Take your time, take your time, take your time. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. If the only love that you know is tough love, when you get real love, you can think that it's somebody that doesn't really care. If you've been in a relationship, in an abusive relationship, and we got to get over this abuse thing that it's just physical because there is psychiatric, physical, mental, and spiritual abuse in relationships. You want to know what it sounds like? You're nothing without me. If you leave out there, you're just as dirty. When you leave, I'm the only one that loves you. And if you come into a place where somebody says, you know, the love of Jesus is for you, you can see that as abuse. This man has been crippled and not been able to walk for forever. So even if people had tried to touch him, he couldn't feel it. When you came into this organization, some of you were paralyzed to the touch of love. We tried to help love you. We tried to mend everything. And because you couldn't feel it, you could say the church doesn't care about me. You just didn't feel it. Because as humans, when we're touched in the wrong places for a long period of time, we can turn our feelings off. Our job here at AWC isn't to push you or to shove you, it's to nudge. I'm not going to drag you to love, hope, dominion, and power. All I'm going to do is make a suggestion. You know what? God wants you to be free. I can't believe that I just fell into sin. Hey, that's cool. I'm in sin even at this moment. But you're leading a care, a, 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 you're, you're a care leader. Yeah, people that serve here are not spotless. I don't know why people think that the that pastors and the people that are leading, oh, they're higher and mighty. We fight it just as hard, if not harder. Man, I slipped into pornography again. Bro, go, like, go eat a sandwich and then just, just keep, keep going. Man, I'm having impure thoughts about X, Y, and Z. That's great. I'm having them right now while talking to you. Keep going. Man, I really don't love my wife. I only love my wife on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Everything else is a struggle with the Holy Spirit. Keep, keep going. If we began to use the kingdom message and made it practical, I think that people would start getting feeling in their limbs that are asleep. But we'll have people that walk into this building, walk into church buildings. They're here, they're, they're here now. They're in other churches, and they're walking into organizations. They're walking into church services, and they feel absolutely nothing. You ever dated that person? You ever tried to teach that person? You ever tried to friend somebody that felt nothing? Every time that you're talking to them, it's like, joke, like bruh, I don't, how, how often do I have to pump you up? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Golly, like it's only 12 o'clock. Like I just got here two hours ago. Like what in the world? But I want to make sure that you understand the AWC, we're built for this. We're built to pump you up when you ain't got it. We're, we don't get tired of doing this thing called pumping people up. If you sin, if you're messed up, if stuff doesn't work out, look at your neighbor and say, we're built for this. That's why AWC exists because we have an unending air supply, which is called Jesus Christ. So we can do this all day. It doesn't matter if it takes you 10 years, 15 minutes, or 30 hours. It doesn't matter to me as long as at the end of your story, God says, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't care because we don't throw people away because they are trying. I hate the movie Star Wars. There is no try. No, for some people, that's all they got. I'm trying to trust God. My family, there's just been hell and damnation in my entire family, like, 
Cancer is running havoc, literally. Like, killed my dad, killed my grandfather, killed my great-grandfather, killed my great-grandmother. Like, I'm just waiting for my time. And because of the things in our lives, we can not just not feel people. We can become numb to the things of God. Point number two. Here we go. John 5, 5 through 6. Remember, he's at the pool of Bethesda. He's watching people walk past him. He's paralyzed. But somebody say a man named Jesus. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. Years. Somebody say it. 38 years. One more time. 38 years. Sounds good. Say 38 years. One more time. Say 38 years. And cut. When Jesus saw him, remember Jesus is in transition. Jesus is on his way somewhere. Say somewhere. Jesus saw him lying there and learned. How does God learn? He knows everything. The way that I see it, and I've heard this message taught a couple times, and they've done it like this, right? The way that I see it, Jesus was walking around like, hey, somebody needs to be healed. I know I'm walking through, and I feel like something, something's pulling on me, like somebody, somebody needs healing. Um, uh, excuse me, sir, uh, how long have you been here? Well, I've been here for two, two and a half minutes, and I'm blind. Okay, well, you can feel your way. Um, how, how about you? And the man couldn't hear, so Jesus uses tel- telepathy. I'm going to help you out. Well, you, you, you can hear my thoughts. Just walk to the water, and he, and he left him alone. They said, uh, okay, uh, what about you? How long have you been here? I've been here for 39 years. Well, what's the problem? I'm on a walker. Oh, you, you'll get there maybe another 39 years, but, but you'll get there. Sometimes when God isn't there to readily help you, it's actually because he also gets glory out of you helping yourself. But what about the people that can't help themselves? Look at your neighbor. Say there are levels to this thing called healing. If you can help yourself, you should help yourself. So that people that need real help can get it. Okay. All right. Help me, Hassan. Help me. So Jesus is walking around. He goes, what about him? Oh, that's just Joe. Actually, he's an invalid, which is two words. Invalid. Meaning that internally in this system called the Jews, he is not valid enough to receive God's mercy. What about him? What's his name? Oh, we don't, he's just, we just call him Joe the, the, the paralyzed cripple. How long has he been here? 38 years. Why did you say it? Well, he's paralyzed, so he, he can't speak. And I think that Jesus made a decision in that moment that where he was going was not as important as what God wanted to do in the moment. I want to ask you a question. When you go to your friend's house for coffee and they ask you, hey, sis, can we hang out? Are you spiritual enough to know that behind that text message is a cry for help? Can we stop talking church and talk real for a second? Okay. When the homie asks, hey, bro, let's go shoot hoops. Do you have the understanding spiritually to know that dude is really about to take himself out and he just believes that shooting a couple hoops with you is all that he needs to make it to tomorrow? Y'all too saved. I'm going to talk over here to the sinners. All right. Do you believe... That when your sister who's married or your brother that's married to somebody and they're struggling, I'm not saying it's nothing weird, but they're struggling, and they ask you like, hey, can you watch little Johnny and little Timmy? That they're not trying to get out on watching their kids, but maybe they understand that the only parenting that our kids can get at this stage in our life is with y'all. If we become too hyper-spiritual in this thing called the kingdom, we will walk past people that are paralyzed that cannot help themselves. What is the point of freedom if you do not show other people? Have you ever realized that in all of our history books, we never talk about the people that were free and never went back to save other people? 
Anne Frank, Sojourner Truth, John Christophe, there was slavery in France, just so you know. It's not a new concept that hit Africa. It was everywhere. Moses. We say that when he ran to the desert, that he was running away from something. No, he was free. They weren't going to find, who going to go out in the desert and try to find you, dog? You out there by yourself. I ain't going to, you know how much water it's going to take? You free. But he found it within himself after talking with God to go back. Write this down. Maybe the reason why you're free is to go back into the jacked up system that you were freed from to free them. I can't stand my family. That's why it's perfect. I can't stand that woman. It's perfect. Because you won't think that it's you that did it. It's going to have to be because you stopped trying and you begin trusting God. Somebody give God a shot right there. Look at your neighbor and say, stop trying. Stop trying. There is no try. What? What? One who was there. Jesus learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. Somebody say, a long time. Look at your neighbor say, a long time. How many of you have ever been in something for a long time? Oh, all y'all lying. Everybody's like, no, I'm saved by the grace. No, you in it right now. You capping. Let me do it one more time. Raise your hand if you've ever been in something for a long. There we go. There's a, good to see y'all. Stop lying. He had been in this condition for a long time. He asked him, do you want to get well? Now, Jesus asking this question to somebody that literally cannot walk, you would think that that's kind of a cynical question. So do you want to get well? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> they don't work. Okay, yeah. Do, do, you want, do you want to get well? But I think the reason why Jesus had to ask him that question, because you have to write this down, in order to heal your walk, he has to fix your want. Before I can heal your legs, I have to heal what you actually want up here. I want my marriage to work out. Why? So you guys stop fighting or so that you guys can walk towards freedom. They're different things. You'll be able to walk, but look at your neighbor and say, what is the want? What does the want look like at AWC? For some people, it's a small group. For some people, it's a stern talking to in the hallway. For other people, it's their hand literally being held. For other people, it's a Sunday morning, Wednesday night. But if all you need is Sunday morning, you can't get frustrated when somebody trusts somebody else to walk with them. You ever been there before? It's called the Christmas gift theory. You remember when you got that toy and you loved it for all of 10 minutes, then your cousins came over and you'd thrown it away, but then your cousin wanted to play with it and you're like, no, this is my toy. You don't even want the toy anymore. Sometimes in church, somebody receiving, fee, receiving freedom in a space that you don't want it doesn't mean that nobody cares about you. You got to find where you fit. We're in, our job is not to take you and put you in a small group, to take you and put you with people. You're supposed to pursue and you're supposed to experience. Somebody say amen. amen. Let's jump to verse 7 through 14. So Jesus asks him what? He says, do you want to get well? Somebody look at your neighbor and say, do you want to get well? The man says, and this is where we started, it says, Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am, somebody scream it, trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Now, I want you to ask yourself, how many people do you think promised the man something they had no intentions of giving him? Hey, bro, I'm about to go pray for your healing. Um, give me half of the bread now, and then I'll come and get half of the bread after God moves. Hey, bro. Uh, uh, you, you can't walk? 
buy this moist towel. Hey, dog, you can't move? Well, this water has healing properties. I took the water out of the pool, and now I'm selling it. You can't sell something that was given to you freely. That's why here at AWC, God doesn't meet you once you serve. He meets you in a different way. But just by showing up, we can't sell you something that God gave to us for free. God gave me mercy. Why do I want you to jump through hoops to get something that God gave me by grace? That's why you can think AWC doesn't really try hard to get people saved. No, we just offer you with a nudge. God wants freedom for you. There it is. They don't care about me. They're not chasing after me. God chases after you. But remember, you're coming from a relationship where somebody was chasing after you. So if I chase after you, you might actually see me as the person that's trying to hurt you. So I'm going to stay here and call from you for you from freedom. Okay, you'll get that in rebroadcast. Like, pause it now, and you'll get it. Oh, AWC Online, y'all with me? Y'all here? Okay, cool. All right. How many people? Hey, dog, I remember your grandmama. If you give me your bed, I'll go in there, and then you can be free. This man is paralyzed, and he's sitting there, and nobody's helping him. I want you to write this down. For some people, a touch of love is traumatic. You ever told somebody, hey, man, I love you, and they had, like, this aggressive rage? Man, don't tell me that. What you mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just saying I, I love you. Why? They are giving a response, not to you, but the system that they were raised in. That's why this next point, in order for God to fix your symptom, we have to break the system. I'm sorry. In order for God to, break, to fix your symptom, we have to break the system. Him not being able to walk wasn't the problem. It was a symptom of the problem. I'm going to prove it to you. Listen to this. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me when I, when I want to get in the water. Verse 8. Then Jesus said to him, do what? Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. This is how AWC works. I want freedom, then be free. And people will say that church is harsh. No. It's, it's, that, it's that simple. Well, where's my 10 steps? There are none. Freedom is waiting for you to, gra to grab it. One thing that my father taught me, he said, he's told me this, and hear my heart. He said, Williams men do not enter pools by going down the stairs. He said, we enter in by the diving board or jumping in from the side. That's it. If I ever see you walking into a pool, I'm coming down from heaven and I'm going to kill you. He didn't say, like, you weren't supposed to say that, Pop. I was trying to get sympathy from the people, man. Golly. See how that goes? He taught me how to swim by jumping in the water because he understood something. If you walk into the stairs, you'll trust the stairs more than your ability to swim. If you trust us more than you trust the God that's in you, we've missed the mark. I can't save you. I have nothing for you. If I lay my hands on you, I can't do anything. There's this thing called God, and he gives me a spiritual gift which means that at any point in time, the spiritual gift that I'm walking in, he can take it away. People are not holy. They carry the holiness of God. And just how you think I got something for you, you can take your own hand and put it on your own head. And that can be enough. Stop walking into the pool. Just jump in. Well, I can't swim. I didn't ask you if you could swim. AWC isn't here to hold your hand. 
For some of you, what we've done with you is we've taken you and we've, we've, we've thrown you into the deep end. And think about it. The deep end in Christ is not as deep as the deep end in what you were doing before you met him. Think about it. You were sitting there gasping for, man, are we having a good time? Yeah, I love alcohol. Like you're sitting there gasping for air. And I promise you, by the end of jumping into this pool of Bethesda, there's mercy at the other end of it. Look at your neighbor and say, stop trying and start trusting. We know what we're doing here at AWC. They've been doing this for 25 years to know that when they ask you to join a small group, it's not just a light suggestion of something that might work. No, it works. Let me prove it to you. How many of you in this building have gotten a word from God that was in season for you and it didn't come from the pastor from this church? Stand to your feet. Go. Did not come from the pastors. Which means that the same God that's in this corner over here, we're teaching you how to have the same God on the inside of you. The pool doesn't matter because it wasn't the water in the pool that saved the man. It was the person that was in the water. It was what was in the water. The water had healing properties. Water can't do anything for you. Alcohol can't do it. In between his legs or her legs can't do it for you. It can't. If it could, it would have worked by now. If trying worked, it would have worked by now. Jack Daniels is your favorite friend. How many bottles have you finished? And it's still not working. You're condemning me. No, I got my stuff too. Don't worry about it. I, I got my stuff too. I got my stuff too. You can't smoke enough reefer to get away from the glory of God. Once he's chosen you, Once he's chosen you, God says, I'll take the drunk out of the drink. I'll take the high out of the green, bro. Like, I chose you. And no amount of what you stuff in your body is going to make me stop trying on you. Oh, my God. Somebody said, God tried on me. What you see in me isn't me being a good person. You're seeing a person that keeps messing up, and God just keeps, he just keeps trying. If I told you who I really was, I would disqualify myself from being your pastor. But there's this thing called grace and mercy where God gives me another chance every day, every day, every, every day, every day, every day. And the same grace and mercy that you think that we have to give you, God gave it to you. Jesus looks at the man and he says, you don't need this water. I am water. I you think these angels are troubling the water? You think it was because somebody pushed you in this pool that you got healed? No, son, I'm in the water. I'm the type of water that you drink and you never have to thirst again. I'm the type of water that even when you decide to go back to that abusive relationship, I'm still with you in it. I'm the type of person that when you're addicted to something and you have anxiety and depression, I'll sit with you in it and give you a strategy on how to get out of it. But our job here at church isn't to come into your situation and drag you out because we can cause more damage to you that way. Come out in Jesus' name. That's not the Bible. Come out of that lifestyle. No, that's, that's, what are you talking about? 
You think that people decide to live their lives differently than what the Word of God says? This whole spectrum of sexual orientation, this whole thing of being addicted to drugs and alcohol, having anxiety, having depression. You really think that somebody chose that to be bound, to be struggling, to be in chains. If we pull somebody and the chains are still on them, we can rip their feet off. So what do we do in the kingdom? Somebody's getting free right now. We, as AWC, we come and sit with you in your mess. And we usher into the presence of God because we don't have the power to set you free. But there's a man named Jesus that when he came to earth, he didn't come just to heal you, but he carried this thing called a government, which was a new system of how to live. It was a new system of how to think. It was a new system of how to walk. It was a new system of how to be a husband and a wife to your people. And the thing is this, you cannot live in freedom if you reject the system. It doesn't work. You can't come to church, pay your tithes, and live right and, and live in freedom. No, look at your neighbor and say, you have to accept the system. You have to accept the system called the kingdom. You have to accept it. Look at your neighbor and say, accept it. Because if we try to give you something that you haven't accepted yet, you'll never appreciate it. I can't pull you out of something that you have given your life to serve. That's why Jesus taught his disciples, pastor, and you taught me this message. Jesus would go, he told his disciples, when you go into a new town and you preach the kingdom of the good news, if you get hit by rock, you get hit by thistle, or if, you, if your words fall on dead ears. What? If you get hit by rock, if you get hit by thistle, if your words fall on, if you get hit by, get hit by, or by, he said, dust your feet off and walk away. What does that mean? What does that mean? That doesn't mean that they've been rejected. It just means that if you don't want to hear about the God that I serve, there's at least 10 people down the road that do. So you don't want to waste your time with me? That's not, I don't want to waste your time. God lives outside of time. I'm only promised 120 years. I got to keep walking. If Jesus would have walked up to the man at Bethesda and asked him if he wanted to be healed and his answer was anything other than yes, do you think that he would have forced the man into the water? Oh, you're going to get here today. <laughs> then why do we expect for churches to care more about our lives than we care about our own? That church doesn't care about me. No, ma'am, you don't care about yourself. We have small groups. We have Sunday morning. We have YouTube. We have an app. We have other people in the church that want to talk to you. You have the person out there in the garage. You have the person out there in the parking lot. You know the person that works at McDonald's that you think is below you? Well, they learn how to be a manager here at this church. Like, like, so God has met you eight different ways, but you think that nobody cares. Well, the pastor didn't reach out. What? Why should I have to? The same God that lives on the inside of me is living in a two-year-old in that, in that children's ministry right now. And I promise you that God can do more with a two-year-old in there than with me because my try has been damaged, but they've never seen God be forsaken. That's why God says, listen to children, because children truly believe when they walk up to daddy and they say, daddy, give me the world. They're not asking something that they think can happen. They're asking of something that they know can happen. But somewhere in between how old you are and being 50 and walking with Jesus, our try got destroyed. I don't want to try no more. I don't, I don't want, why? I'm trying. But why try anymore? Why, why would I try? Why would I try? Why would I try? Why well, don't go to that church because somebody did something. You go to the gym with people that are saying things in their head worse than what that person said with their mouth. 
You work with people that you know don't like you and you left the place of grace because somebody looked at you different. Evidently, the way that the person looked at you didn't match to what God wanted to do on the inside of you. What if we stopped playing church and actually acted like the church? AWC has never hurt anybody. Some people with the wrong idea of what church is in AWC have. But AWC was built by God before it was given to a man. Somebody say amen. amen. In order to fix the symptom, we have to break the system. Can I, can I have five more minutes, please? Five more minutes. Is this good? The day on which this took place, this is the problem. We talked about the symptom. He can't walk, people being blind. That's not the problem. Look at your neighbor and say, that's a symptom. Let's talk about the system that this man is living in. Because the enemy doesn't care if you go to church and if you're teaching and if you're in the choir, if your life's not being changed. Because he doesn't have to visit you. Oh, nothing's happening there, whatever. People think that they're because they're in their church, they're safe. No, no, no. If you walk into class and you're not learning anything as a teacher, I could care less. I'm like, I don't, you're not a threat to me. You become a threat when you buy into the mission, which is pursuing and helping people experience. You'll get that later. The day on which this took place was the Sabbath. It's a problem. Because remember, Jesus said, and God said, on the Sabbath, we rest. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. They didn't even realize Buddy was not walking. Dude wasn't even moving or talking about 15 minutes ago. And all we care about is the fact that they didn't follow our religious rules. It doesn't matter how you get free here at AWC. All that matters is that you get free. That means that if you've been here for 25 years and you're still not free, guess what? There's grace for that. That means if your life doesn't look like what we've been teaching up here, it doesn't mean that you're not trying hard enough. There's still grace there. But the one thing that we will never do here at AWC is blame you for where you are in your life if you're trying if you're trying, then that, that's enough. I remember so many different things that I did in my life, and, and my dad, I mean, we played YMCA basketball and soccer, and I don't know about you, I felt like every team I was on was trash. Every team, every team was trash. Like, no, I'm being serious. Like, every, like when I say trash, I mean basura, like, gar gar like garbage. Like, we didn't win nan game, nan game. And my dad would ask me, he was like, did you try? Did you have fun? Didn't I just tell you we lost? <laughs> Did you try? And he would never allow me to quit. You had to keep trying. Here at AWC, the reason why you might think that people are annoying and nagging you is because we don't allow people to quit on God here. Thank you, man, she's always calling me. She's all on my back. Man, they keep asking me to become a part of a small group. Yeah, that's just how we do it here. Because if you're in this building and you're not free, it's our prerogative to help you get there. It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick up your mat and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was. Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Jesus healed the man and walked off. How cold. 
come talk to you, bump all these people. How cold you got to be to be the son of God, have everything inside of you that somebody needs to bless them and move on. Remember, Jesus was in transition. He still had a party to get to. They missed it, pastor. They missed it. They missed it. Jesus was about to do what he did for the man at the colonnade at a party that he had already said yes to. But he didn't keep somebody crying for help from his appointment. Jesus told his disciples, hey, y'all keep walking. I got something to do here. Peter, do some miracles. John, do some miracles. Judas, don't steal the money. Because um, he, he wasn't dead yet, right? I'm going to stay here for, this is how I talk. I'm going to stay here for a minute right quick. I'm going to take care of dude. I'll be on my way. Go ahead. He healed him and walked off. The reason why AWC doesn't put everything that happens behind closed doors on Instagram is because it's not your business. But other churches are doing this. Did you see how many people they baptized? Oh, we saw it. But we also saw the ones that we did with the door closed. Do you know how many mortgages our organization helps? And then after the mortgage is paid off, we don't own the mortgage, we give it back to the family. Do do you know how many people um, are sitting in this room that were stage four cancer whose bodies were dying? And because of prayers from the people, not even just from our pastors, but from these things called elders, that's crazy. That's crazy that AWC has a plan where we have at least 15 people at our church that live in your zip code. So rather than trying to come to AWC, you can go like five blocks away to somebody that has the same grace. That's that's ridiculous. But I want to talk to the pastor. You got somebody five doors down. Not the band. Not the band. Not the band. It's crazy. We have this thing called YouTube where if you miss the service, guess, guess what? You can watch that thing. And guess what? You ain't got to rewind it. And guess what? We ain't going to penalize you like Hollywood video if you don't bring it back after seven days. Look at your neighbor and say, there's no excuse. Jesus was in transition, but he said, where I'm going is not as important as what God wants to do in this man's life right now. AWC, the organization, the organism, not, not the people. AWC exists to stop in the middle of things going busy to reach out a helping hand to somebody else. This Sunday morning service is not as important as walking down this hallway and you see somebody crying in the hallway. I would much rather, we would much rather, we've built an organization here where somebody shows up to serve and they're in tears and they're in shambles. Why would I ask you to serve? You need Jesus today. Go sit down. But we're not going to be able to seat the chairs. And if you think like that as a leader here at AWC, you're in leadership for now, but just know we're coming. You can't lead here long if you don't love people. And if you're quivering in your boots, once we find you, we're going to put you right back in that position so that you can do it right the next time. AWC exists for people that are trying. Listen, later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning. So now my sickness is a sin? Let me explain this to you. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. The problem is that he was stuck in a broken system, not that his body was broken. I I wanna take just uh, two seconds. Don't let your try get in the way of your trust. We know that some of you coming to AWC is hard. They ask for a lot of that church. 
We're not changing the Kool-Aid because we like how it tastes. It's hard over there. They want everybody to be free. They want me to join another small group. Man, they celebrate people a lot, man. Only one person gave their heart to Christ, and the whole church went crazy, man. The music is too loud, man. There are white people and black people in the church. What do you mean? That person's struggling with this, and they're in the church. We built it that way. The reason why the systems of the world make you upset is because you think they're broken. They're working perfectly. Racism, sexism, politicism, all the isms, everything that we watch and it makes us cry, it was built to work that way. Can I share with you why AWC was built? I want you to know something. Just as much as you're trying, we're trying too. We're trying to love you. Everything that you think, the church is too hard on me. I can't believe they're doing that. It's all love, I promise you. The reason why people are in your business. Man, my serve team leader is asking me how my kids are doing. Bro, just put me on the schedule so I can come seat some people. No, no, no. Seating people means nothing. We put those people in those positions to actually care about your soul before you serve. I don't care if you can see the seat. I don't care if they can sing. I'll sit the whole team down. We'll put YouTube up if they are struggling. Why would I ask you to serve and you're broken? Churches are growing because they're putting people in positions and they're bleeding all over the people. That's why we promote health. That's why before you serve here at AWC, we do this thing called a health plan. You think I'm sick? Yes, because we all are. And you need to get healthy before I have you go serve food to other people. That's how this virus got so terrible. People were serving people and thinking that they weren't sick. We all understand that in order for me to help somebody else, I got to help myself. Somebody say help yourself. We're trying to. We're trying to love you. Love is an intense feeling of deep affection and to show great interest. We're trying to give you some hope. We know that sometimes on Sunday morning and on Wednesday night, people are like, the lights don't matter. But for somebody watching right now, this is the one piece of hope they got all week. The next is dominion, which is one's ability to take control of a situation or condition. The third is power. So I, I, want, I want you to understand this. Look at your neighbor and say, they're trying. So when you think AWC doesn't have this, they're trying. When AWC doesn't have this ministry for women, hey, we're, we're, we're trying. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've still had church every Sunday in a pandemic. Like, you don't think that there are some other things that were more important than a women's ministry? By the way, if you're so anointed, why don't you start one in your kitchen? Well, Pastor Linnell should lead it. No, you're the one that God called. Church doesn't work when you try to put the work that God gave you on somebody else. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Well, the pastor should. It was your idea. Somebody should go into the prisons. Dog, we got bread because people are generous and have faith. We can give you a piece of the ministry. Okay, listen to this. If you give us a chance to love on you, it should provide you with some hope. And if we can get you some hope, you should be able to take dominion over your life. And if you can take dominion over your life, you should have power that is inevitable. If you allow us to love on you, what is love, Pastor Joshua? Love is service. It's backwards in the other system. Love is being served. But how many of you guys know that as you're serving, it seems like your heart kind of loosens up a little bit. Like as you're preparing a meal for somebody else to eat and you don't eat and you watch them eat, there's some, maybe it's just a Southern thing, maybe. I love cooking because I love watching people eat. I, it's just... Easton, you know what I'm talking about? It's something when people eat your food and they enjoy it and they reach their goals because of something that you made. It's just like, 
man, there's something about that. At AWC, when we see people serving, we don't look at them serving. What our pastors see is like, I remember when that person was broken. Look at them serving at children's. I, I remember when that brother was literally like in federal prison. You hear me? And now look at him. He's an usher. Wow. He used to be broken. He used to be blind. He used to be crippled, but he met a man named Jesus, and now the water that he thought he had to jump in is now inside of him. Wow, that's awesome. If you allow us to love on you, it'll give you this thing, somebody scream hope. Hope is looking at your life and not becoming, like not, not, not becoming sad when you see it raining. Hope is looking at a bad situation in your life. You know, how many of y'all know when you go to the house, it's, you're going to have to try. When you get home, you're going to have to try. Hope is walking into your house and seeing it how you see it in your head. You see your children acting mature. You see your husband or your wife actually being in a place of love. If you allow us to give you some hope, you'll have dominion. Somebody say, what is dominion, Pastor Josh? Dominion is your ability to look at your life and make it look how you want it to look. That's the only reason why we teach these six-week, five-week, four-week series, to give you tools to make your life better. And the last part is that every single person in this organization, the reason why we try is so that you can have power. What is power, Pastor Joshua? Power is your ability to walk into any situation and just like Jesus, tell the person, you know, you don't, have, you don't gotta do all that stuff to figure this thing out. I got this thing called a bottle of Jesus. With one sip of this, your life can change. And I'm not just gonna give you a drop, I'm gonna give you your own. We're trying. Like, we're, we're trying. But there are some people in the room, you're trying too. When Jesus told the man to stop, to stop sinning, he wasn't saying to stop doing bad things. He was telling him to repent. The reason why you were crippled, sir, the reason why you weren't able to walk wasn't because your body was broken. It was because your mind was broken. And there are some of you that you keep trying to figure out if this is your church. And if you keep trying, it's not gonna work because you're allowing your try to get in the way of your trust. The only way that you will ever get anything out of this organization is if you trust that we have your best interest at heart. That's all we're doing is we're breaking people's bad thinking because when you walked in here, people touched you the wrong way. When you walked into this place, some of you made a decision and you were like, I'm never doing this again. And you decided to walk through our doors. I'm so glad that you're here. But we, the nation, this series was built so that God can reestablish a relationship with you, with us. So this is what I'd like for you to do. I'd like for every person in the room, I know it's, been, it's not worked out. This isn't, it's gonna be a different type of altar call. I'm not asking you to give your heart to Christ because we can do that real quick. Every person in the room that wants to give your heart to Christ, pray this prayer real quick. Father God, I thank you so much for my life. I know that you died on the cross. I receive what you did on the cross. Grace and mercy is given to me in a bountiful joy. I receive what you've done. You are Lord and King. Now I'm saved. Everybody say, woo! Okay, you're saved. All right, that's not important. Cool, you're saved, you're going to heaven. La-di-da, awesome. But do you want freedom? I'm gonna ask you like Jesus asked the man, do you want to be healed? I don't need to be healed from anything, Pastor Josh. You have anger issues, dog. Ma'am, you got unforgiveness in your heart. Sir, all you know is poverty. My family's never had anything. We gotta teach you how to stop saying that. We got, we got, and you gotta keep coming back to AWC so we can teach you which words to say. But I believe in this room that there are at least 10 people that you wanna trust 
You've been coming here for a while, but you've never trusted us. You've been trying. I've been trying to understand what that pastor's saying. You ain't going to be able to. He's from Mississippi. He teaches, a, he speaks a different language. You ain't going to understand it. It's called Mississippian. <laughs> but I think that there are at least 15, 10 to 15 people in this room that you're tired of trying to come to AWC and you're going to start trusting it. Let's count of, on the count of three. I want everybody to stand up. Everybody. One, two, three, stand up. Come on, come on, come on. Quick, 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 quick. Okay. Now, on the count of three, those 10 or 15 people, how many of y'all know who I'm talking to? I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. You want to try? You want to trust us? Yeah. Yeah, you want to trust it. I've been trying. I've been trying this thing called AWC for a minute, but I've never really trusted it to help me. Like, I've been trying this thing. I've been to a million family series, but I'm looking to, I'm looking to trust. Come on, the second wave. Here we go. One, two, three. Other hands up. Come on. Come on. Come on. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Come on. Let's celebrate him right quick. Hallelujah. Listen, everyone. Pastor Martin said something a couple weeks ago. He says that we're going to be doing this challenge called the Becoming Challenge. We are going to be in the process of the next couple of weeks creating the Becoming Challenge and what it means. But I can promise you this. What it's going to be is as long as you trust God, we're going to keep trying so that you can learn to trust us. Other churches want you to join their church and trust them right away. We know it takes time. It takes time. We just want you to lean into this process. And just like the man at the pool of Bethesda, if you want to get healed, why not do it in a place that wants you to be healed as well? Amen. Here we go. Everybody's hands lifted. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for every single person that is in the room this morning. God, we thank you that because of today, your word, not because of what I taught, but your word has literally been doing heart surgery in the room. And because of your word, somebody is changing their heart and you're gonna change their habit. Somebody in the room is gonna stop trying to be a good husband, stop trying to be a good wife, stop trying to be a good employee, and they're going to trust you in the process and you're just gonna make it happen for them. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that we are a place of love, hope, dominion, and power, but most importantly, that we are a nation of free people in Jesus' name. Everybody in the room that's free and trusting said what? I said everybody in the room that's free and trusting said what? Amen. We love you.